I am joined by the author Suzanne DeWitt Hall, who has written The Language of Bodies, which comes out this summer and early fall. Suzanne, good morning. Thank you for joining me for today. Give us a little preview of what The Language of Bodies is all about. Sure, and thank you for having me. Um, The Language of Bodies is a novel, and it's about the journey the wife of a woman, a transgender woman of color, uh, goes on a journey of vengeance after her wife is murdered. So she, she kind of goes off the rails of trying to uh, strike back, essentially. Would you put this in the category of a psychological thriller? Yes, I think that that's the best category. It's sort of an unusual book um, that, that doesn't fit a lot of categories. My my fiction tends to be a little weird, and so, uh, but I think that that's the, that seems to be the best description. Suzanne, what inspired you to want to write weird fiction? By that I mean, was there an author that you read, or authors plural, when you were growing up that kind of inspired you in this genre? That's a good question. I never thought about that. Um, you know, Ray Bradbury, I suppose. I, I did read a lot of Ray Bradbury and uh, um, all the Oz books when I was very young, so that's kind of alternative uh, worlds, which which my book is not. Mine is um, kind of firmly set in in reality, but with lots of, of the weirdnesses of life that, that are around us that we don't tend to notice. Um, but, yeah, those authors. And there's another author, uh, Goldie Goldblum, who wrote a book that was just stunningly beautiful called The Paperbark Shoe, and it included some very unusual characters in an unusual setting that I think that that struck me and was inspiring to me. The Language of Bodies is not your first book. How does this compare to your other works? Well, this is my debut novel. I've got um, a a devotional series that's affirming of of queer people um, and some kids' books. And this is, so this is the first time I'm out with kind of uh, creating my own world and and talking about um, reality and you know trying to convey meaning and truth in a in this form in a in a story form Suzanne I'm often curious about how people get published I happen to be a published author myself and I just was right place right time but for this psychological thriller the novel the language of bodies tell me about the process that got you actually published well, it's it's a a hard slog. I it, it takes several years to write a novel for for me at least. Different people have different systems and different processes. But um, and then after it was it was, I thought it was ready to go out to agents. I started pitching agents, and I I, I pitched about seventy five, I think. And based on some of their feedback, I did some revisions and kept you know kept pitching. So. Um, I got maybe 10 or 12 uh, manuscript requests, um, and that finally uh, funneled down to one agent, and I said yes to her offer. Um, And then you go back into the, you know, you sort of celebrate that process of getting an agent, and then you go back to the waiting and hoping and wondering phase where your agent is now pitching your manuscript. So, you know, that took another... Oh, I don't know, eight or nine months. 
I think a lot of people have a book in their head, and in a perfect world, they would like to be published. They like to hear the story of how people got published, including your novel, The Language of Bodies, which probes the seduction of vengeance using vivid, sensual imagery. Why is the book titled The Language of Bodies? It includes a lot of elements related to physicality. There's the uh, the wife, the protagonist's um, body and her loneliness and, you know, the hunger of, of loss. And there's the murdered woman's body and the the depth of, of loss and meaning there. There's a wax museum that's filled with these artificial bodies. Um, so it's kind of a play on all of that and all the intersection of evaluating the importance of physical bodies. Our friend, the best-selling author Wally Lamb, called the book a film noir between covers, dark, tense, and sexy. Suzanne, what does Wally Lamb's endorsement mean to you? Oh my gosh, I, I'm just over the moon. You know, to even know that he would be reading a book of mine was an intense experience, and then to have a uh, such a positive endorsement from him was um, so exciting because he's, you know, he's one of those authors that I've admired uh, forever, and he's also just such a good guy. Um, so to have him, you know, take the time, enjoy my book, and write an endorsement is kind of a lifetime achievement, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Why do you think he called it a film noir between covers? I guess in some ways it's an old-fashioned book in that I never thought about it until he used that phrase, but because it's, um, you know, this this centering around vengeance is kind of an old, um, uh, not a meme, that's not the right word, but an, a theme um, that was at the center of some old detective stories and things like that. And there's also, a, it's page-turny, it's, it's sort of propulsive, it keeps you kind of moving through it because you want to find out, okay, what's going to happen? There's this driving energy, um, and it's, you know, it's dark. It, so I think that that's probably why. Did the final product turn out the way that you first intended when you put the first word on paper? Or is this the kind of thing, it's a novel, you can kind of change the rules as you go along? You know, it. I had a vision. One of the I mentioned that there's a wax museum in it. I had a a vision of some scenes that took place in this in a wax museum, and started writing it. And it completely took a a, a totally different turn along that journey. Once I got the vision for the story overall, it did come out the way I intended, and um, and I'm really happy with you know, the final result. It, it, it does what I want it to do. You mentioned a wax museum. The story includes a wax museum, a haunted house, and mystical Catholic elements. Suzanne, why all the weird stuff? Uh, one thing, I like weird stuff. And I think that there's a lot of weirdness in the world around us that we don't pay that much attention to. And in, in books and in, in life, um, we sort of gloss over them or don't give them an much attention. And there's something about that weirdness. I mean, these are sort of overtly kind of, they sound spooky, but, um, you know, the, the, there's odd side road, little wax museums scattered around the country. And, um, there are these places that people consider haunted and, 
and real people end up working in them and experiencing them in different ways than we do as sort of outside observers. So, um, and the the mystical bits, that's just part of who I am in my writing. I, I like to think about the things happening in the universe that we don't normally pay attention to. The characters are also odd. Tell me about why you included the odd characters in the language of bodies. This is a similar answer because um, this, the same thing. All my favorite people are weird, um, and I think that the the characters we find in fiction are often a bit flat and boring. Um, and in reality, there's a lot of weirdos out there. <laughs> Um, and I just like to include them in the stories, and they make, you know, in different ways, they make people think, make people laugh, um, consider the world a little bit differently than they might otherwise. Suzanne, would your favorite people call you weird? I hope so. <laughs> you want to be called weird. Oh, that doesn't bother me at all, no. I, you know, I, I don't think, kind of whatever normal means, I, I, don't know what the, I don't know what that even means, but normal to me, I tend to think of as kind of boring. What kind of response have you gotten from this book? So it's only been out for a little. In fact, I saw on one of the sites it said it comes out in October. I'm thinking, wait, it's only August, but nonetheless, the book is out. What kind of early response have you gotten? Yeah, it's really just been from endorsers. You know, the people who get um, advanced reader copies. So far, the um, reception has been wonderful. People say they love it. Call it a page turner. Um, things like that. I've been surprised just because it is so odd and so many books aren't odd in this way um, that I thought readers might shut down a bit, um, some of them, but uh, the reception has been super, super good. I bring this up because our friend Wally Lamb did give the uh, the movie his uh, the book his endorsement. And one thing when I've had him on my program that always stood out with me, great advice for authors, I asked him what advice he'd give an author, and he said, rewrite, rewrite, rewrite. Was that part of your strategy when you wrote this book, that you would write a paragraph or a chapter, and you go, I can make that better if I rewrite it? Oh, my gosh, so much rewriting. You know, I think the, the bulk of the work may even be in the editing. Um, and, you know, and at every phase, as I mentioned earlier, when I would get feedback from agents or, or publishers about why they're not interested in it, there was sometimes um, very valuable feedback. And so I would try to process that, incorporate it. And, um, you know, and I had an edit, I hired an editor to give me feedback too. And so, oh, just tons of rewriting. <laughs> Did you have any fights with the editor? I say that good naturedly, that you want to have something written in a certain way. And the editor says, no, I think it'd be better to do it this way. And if so, who won? Um, in this case, so the editor I hired before it kind of went out, um, you know, I was the boss, so I want I want all of the arguments. <laughs> Although, luckily, I'm very open to my my whole goal is to make things better. I'm I'm sort of process improvement kind of a person, so you know, I I want the best possible book. So the arguments I I tended to change most things that were suggested, um, and when it went through. Uh, through the publisher's hands, they didn't really want many changes. It was it was pretty tight by then, so I didn't have to uh, get into get into that. Luckily, oh, good for you, Suzanne. Why did you decide to write about the murder of a transgender woman? Well, the the uh, violence against transgender 
people and particularly trans women of color has been on the rise over the last several decades and it's vamping up even further now given the current political climate. And there was a story um, in the news about a particular specific murder that was gruesome and horrifying. And when I read about it, um, it, it just clicked something that I needed to talk about this story, not just in a, a nonfiction essay way, but try to tell the reality of the lives impacted and the loss left behind um, in hopes that it could reach an audience in a different way. Have you written about transgender people or their relationships before this novel? Yes, I'm married to a trans man, a wonderful man, and um, I've got a couple of books uh, for on for the families, friends, and and spouses, partners of trans people to help them kind of understand their beloveds and uh, have strategies for coming to terms with the fact that they're trans and and being an ally. So, yeah, writing about trans people is is just something I've been doing for a long time. What do you hope readers would come away with after reading your novel? First, I hope they would just be entertained by the being pulled into a story um, and travel along with Maddie. She's the protagonist. Travel along with her as she struggles to decide how to handle this and what to do and, you know, her her struggle with her own good and evil. Uh, and also that there would be increased um, compassion and awareness of that, you know, trans people are not just this this entity that we talk about um, as an issue with, you know, air quotes there, but real people with real people who love them and, you know, real lives just like you and I. And Suzanne, what's next? Any more novels in the works? Yes, my uh, my sophomore novel will be out sometime later in October, and it is called Christie's Story. Well, this one's called The Language of Bodies, available at all the usual spots. Suzanne DeWitt Hall, thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me, Wayne, and happy anniversary. Thanks very much. 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.